Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. Throttle ahead into week number seven, right here on College Football Today. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci talking about all the Tower Five battles. Going to turn our attention to another critical battle within the SEC. It's a 12 o'clock kick between Tennessee and Auburn. Auburn coming off a disappointing road loss to Mississippi State last week. Lost that battle in the fourth quarter. Now Tennessee coming out of a bye week. This is a very critical game for new head coach Jeremy Pruitt. Rich, I don't like the way Auburn's playing offensively. They're only averaging 163 rushing yards per game. Last three games against Arkansas, Southern Miss, and Mississippi State, less than 100 yards. They're right in the area of about 90 rushing yards per game. That's making them one-dimensional. And Jared Stidham, only on his pass attempts and completions, seven yards per attempt. I like Tennessee to keep this game close. Auburn might win, but t- the Volunteers are in this ball game, start to finish. Joe, I'm I'm with you on this one completely. I I think this is a good spot for Tennessee. Think about the psyche of these two teams. Auburn is sinking. Gabe used the word floundering yeah. before. I'll use it again. This is a floundering program, particularly offensively. I mean, they're an Horrible. absolute mess, not getting it done. They miss on Johnson. They don't have big play wide receivers. And here comes Tennessee out of the break. They want to have a statement win. You mentioned Jeremy Pruitt. Defense has actually played pretty well well this year. When I look at these two teams statistically, and I know it's apples and oranges, they've played different opponents, very, very similar. Bad offenses, capable defenses. I agree with you. I think this is a close game throughout. Not a best bet for me here, guys, but I just can't trust this Tennessee volunteer football team. Um, you know, I think Auburn's going to be in a bad mood. You're right. It's, It's shocking. We talked earlier about LSU averaging 31 points a game. Uh, Auburn 28, 11th in scoring in the SEC. Um, so they really have, a, they are having a hard time putting the ball in the end zone. But can Tennessee score? Auburn still have a pretty good defense. And especially it's a tough place to play at home. They only given up 12.6 points a game at home. I don't know if Tennessee can can score enough. Georgia kind of slept, walked through that game uh, with Tennessee. And Tennessee still had a hard time moving the football. It's, you know, if you get it at 14 points, I don't love it, but I think Tennessee are just that bad. I don't really see a lot of progress under Pruitt here, to be honest with you. And you talked about it. They have the wrong quarterback. The quarterback play is yeah. subpar. Chris Chris needs to start that. I mean, if they if they really want to. I don't know what he make, sees in Garantano. I don't understand this. Young kid. Jarek Garantano does that. And, and he's, he's young, kid. but sometimes there are young quarterbacks and you can see the flashes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you say, well, you know what? Once in a while, this kid is going to yeah. blow us away and the next year is going to no. be a star. I don't see that in Garantano. I, I don't understand the decision yeah. either. Here's the, the one concern. You, you bring up great points. Auburn, what are they playing for? I mean, this was a team yep. that after they beat Washington, they're looking towards that game. We run the SEC. Then they lose to LSU. Okay, no problem. We'll get back on track. They lose last week in Starkville. Now what are you playing There's for? a big difference, so, though, between two and three losses. And they still have Alabama coming up. A lot of pressure on up. Gus Malzahn, too. Yes. I, think that, I mean, they lose this game. 
He's definitely on the hot seat again. Well, and he's I mean, an offensive coach. I mean, what has happened to the offense? And you have Jared yeah. Stidham, who a lot of people yes. view as a yes. star quarterback. A yeah. senior, a, a returning starter, someone who the NFL is going to take interest in, and they just haven't been able to yeah. put it together. Now, Mississippi State's got a very good defense, and I know there was weather against Southern Miss, but I'm running out of excuses for the for the Auburn yeah. offense. Now, I mean, listen, Gabe Briggs is a good point. I, Tennessee's got to score, yeah. and, and, and they're struggling to score as well. Put up 24 against UTEP. So I expect this to be a low-scoring yeah. game. I just think, you know, this I, is the number above 14. I, last time it's, I checked, it was 15 and a half. 14 and a half now. Yeah. They're starting. Here's the thing. I think there's, a fifth, there's a few 15s that pop 12 up. 12 o'clock kick on the plains in Auburn. And Auburn? I think, that, Joe, I think that's going to be a yeah. sleepy environment. Yeah, it's gonna, I, it's I don't think. Come, nobody's going to show up no, there. It's, no. not, it's not LSU. Well, it's not going to be empty. No, I mean, it won't be an empty I think you guys are overreacting a little bit. They're not going to have the war kids flying in. You know, once the game gets going and Auburn gets a touchdown or two, I, I think this is actually a feel-good moment, and it's a sigh of relief. Like, all right, let's just get to five and two. Everybody chill out. I think they tattooed yeah. them. Do you we'll really? Okay. I don't say tattoo them, see. but say, you know, 35-10. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I a game know. in the second half. I say I say, I picked the score 24-20 Auburn wins, but uh, Tennessee's in this game. It wouldn't shock me if Tennessee struck the upset. I, the one thing I look at is uh, I agree third, with you third down conversions. Auburn converting 32%. Strength of the Tennessee defense is third down defense holding opposing offense. And I, I, I don't think you can underestimate. I think this is a big deal for yeah, Jeremy It's Brewer. more for Tennessee than it is Auburn, I'll tell you that. No question about it. Um, you know, all right, just so we don't fall behind in the chat here, uh, people asking about Alabama. We're obviously going to spend some time talking about yeah. this game with uh, with Drew Locke and, and Alabama. You know, Alabama haven't covered three straight games. They yeah. keep getting backdoored, and Saban's getting mad. Yeah, you can tell. Like, yes. tell me he doesn't know because teams. It's I've seen it like two out of the last three weeks. The other team scores late, and Saban comes right back. He's going to make like, the dude, boosters you're up by 33. Hey, I was going to say that. I, I think the boosters are getting really Nick, what are you do, Nick, what are you yeah. doing? you got a yeah. $10 Nick, million. Nick, you're rolling these teams. Just <laughs> put the foot on the gas. On, last yeah. week, he was yelling at people after the last, we're not covering. Probably telling them, I just got a new Lexus from this dealer down here. I got to tell him, and I didn't cover the damn spread again. It's three uh, three weeks in a row. Especially when he knows he could he could cover forty five yeah, against yeah. a lot of so his we'll opponents. So we're going to get to that game. Hang in there, Andres, because that's a big one. For the record, there, I'm betting the over. I don't see how I'm not uh, betting the over when Alabama are putting fifty six points up on the board. Northwestern, Nebraska. That's an interesting early yeah, game. That's an interesting. I don't really understand one. the line. Northwestern minus three here. I'm leading with the Wildcats. It opened Less at nine. Trap. It opened at not. I, I think people are just time. waiting. Everybody's going to keep betting Nebraska until Scott Frost gets his that first hard, win. Though? I don't I know. Think I, that, I, I think I, that's I, the mentality. I'm going to keep I mean, betting against them until I get that win. Well, maybe I mean, I, 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 Northwestern I, may have turned the corner last week. Yeah. That was an impressive yeah. win over Michigan we State. We remember talking about how disappointed I was yes. in Northwestern. I hyped this team up before the year started as a potential 8-9 yeah. win football team. We were, I, we were I, I all was, ripping Patty Fitz. I was on Northwestern being an 8-9 or win team. Nebraska. Still might be. I thought. Nebraska five and seven. I picked them. Their strength of schedule was six twenty eight, right behind Michigan for the Big Ten. So an FBS opponent. So well, the one thing I want to point out is, and and listen, I love Scott Frost on many levels, yeah. but certainly as a head coach, I think he's going to get there. And when, by get there, I think he'll be Wisconsin in a couple of years. He'll be at where Wisconsin is in a couple of years, in my opinion. The one thing I can see developing, watching that offense. Adrian Martinez yes. is starting to come around. He's becoming a passer. He's thrown for more than 300 yards in the last two weeks against Purdue, last week against Wisconsin. So he's going to pick – Frost and the Huskers are going to pick somebody off. I'm just not sure it's this week. A team, 
Well, I want I want to get your take on this because we say why is the line going down, and I'm a big believer in this too. That sometimes Vegas, they're not just about getting even money. Hey, we want even action on the thing. They move a line because they want you to think. They want you to think that maybe you know money's on Nebraska. Now I'm not saying that's the case in this ball game. I still like Northwestern. But they do that. They move lines to make you think something's up so that that way they could take your money. Let's keep that in mind as well. The books are in the business of taking your money. They're not in the business of, yeah, let, let's collect 50% on both sides. It's interesting. And, That's and what the, the new, the new um, DFS sites, i.e. like FanDuel, and specifically more DraftKings, Joe, the DraftKings Sportsbook, right. they don't just have even yeah. minus 110. Right. And they actually admit it. They say that over the years, the Vegas gaming model was they just wanted even action and we're going to take our 10%. DraftKings says, no, no, we think we know who's going to win the game. So bet us. You know, if you if you you don't want you don't like this number, take the other side of it. Because we, you know, we're we're actually gambling. They're actually gambling as well. Right. Which is which which is unique. Like the old school Vegas was like, no, no, we're not gambling on this. We just want action on both sides. But as you stated, Joe, secretly, don't tell me that the boss is behind. You know, you don't think Cornegay knows? Yeah. All these guys are betting the Rams this week. Let's sucker them in and we're going to kill them. And I've heard heard this too, Gabe. They reel them in. Uh, They say, well, uh, you've heard say Jay Cornegay, he's the odds maker at the Westgate in Vegas. Use it as an example. And they'll say, I think we have the wrong team favored. Well, if you think you have the wrong team favored, why didn't you make the team that you thought was favored? Because they're right? baiting you, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just going to say that. But I want to I want to bring up this this pick uh, because it's been pretty interesting in Vegas. Gabe might know about it. About a couple of weeks ago, when Buffalo played Rutgers, uh, there was a duffel bag gambler that came into the MGM. Right. He laid he laid 120k on uh, three parlays. All right, and he put Buffalo against Rutgers. Dominating victory. And then he also had the same weekend that the Bills played the Vikings. He had the Vikings. Vikings, yeah. He had the Bears, which played Arizona and, and didn't cover. And then he had the Bucks uh, against Steelers. So he got blown the out. Monday 120, yeah. 120K. Then he came back. I forget who he took last week, but it was a loser. He's on this week. He, he put a six-figure bet on Army at minus 16 and a half. It dropped down to minus 14 against San Jose. So keep an eye out for that. I happen to so think you're saying a duffel that, bag gambler is not moving numbers. No, they're not anymore. So now him. they're fading him. Now line they're mover? fading him. But I think personally, I think he's right this week. I think the I think Army's the right play against San Jose. I think don't don't get me wrong. How do you know he didn't bet those lines? What a risky to game get, to, to get be value like seventy five to hundred k. I said, on. what yeah. bank is he robbing each week that he that he laid hundred twenty k? Must be a trust fund kid or inherited money or what you know. They call him the duffel bag yeah. gambler. But just because That's somebody. Just because somebody bets a lot of money doesn't mean that right. they're smart, right? right? We don't know where he got his money. Right. I remember being in, in, in a sports book once, and uh, I saw somebody bet $40,000 on Texas. And everyone was like, ooh, ooh, God, is that is that a sharp? You know, who's that guy? And the, the ticket takers all said, he's a tourist from Texas. <laughs> 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 He's a rich guy from Real Texas. Real scientific. And, yeah. <laughs> he's a tourist from Texas. They're right. like, no, nah, he's just a tourist from Texas. Oh, man. That's I, like, I bet 40K, but yeah. it didn't mean. It's funny, too. A couple of years. It was actually last year in the World Series. There was massive live movement on a couple of the games in the World Series. Like, I'm talking big time stuff. And people are like, oh, my God, look at move 40 cents. You know what it was? It was a mattress dealer in Houston. <laughs> He promised uh, free mattresses to the city if the Astros uh, ever won the World Series. 
So he he literally, it was going to cost him $5 million in mattresses. He had an insurance deal policy, wanted to cover it, but he was still, basically they would only go up to like three mil or something in mattresses to give away. Mm. So he had a $2 million gap. He actually, what a, what a hustler. He actually flew to Vegas and hedged it. He actually bet on the Dodgers to guarantee that he wouldn't lose the money and he moved the number. Wow. So everyone's like you know, online in the gaming sites. Oh my God, did you see the line movement? Yeah, because a rich mattress dealer flew into Vegas to bet it <laughs> to cover his ass because he's got $5 million in mattresses. It's well, and the genius of that is all of the earned media he got because we're right. talking about it to this yeah, year. Exactly. Staggering. Speaking exactly. of which, they gave away free burgers in Milwaukee uh, yesterday. He's a burger right now. But uh, before we get to that, we'll talk about the ACC battle. It's Miami on the road in Charlottesville yeah. to face Virginia. This is a Virginia team that's coming out of a bye week. We were on Virginia last year, guys. We they were. were that was Kurt Banker. 19 and a half point underdogs lost by 16. They jumped up 14 to nothing in that battle. Guess what? I love the way they're playing with Bronco Mendenhall, Bryce Perkins, completing 63% of his passes, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. This is a Virginia offense averaging 191 rushing yards per game. Now, granted, Miami's won for the last five over the Cavaliers by 15.3 points per game. Upset City, Virginia over Miami later tonight. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we're agreeing way too much today no. because I, I tend to agree. I, I look at this game, uh, Virginia, you mentioned it off a bye. Miami coming off the emotional win yeah. against Florida State, the comeback win. This is the first road start for Nikosi Perry, a quarterback that might get there but isn't there right now. And and that secondary of Virginia is playing exceptionally well, led by Bryce Hall. So Broncos doing a good job. My only concern, and I do like Virginia getting the points, my only concern is I don't know where the points come from for Virginia because you have Bryce Perkins. He's not much of a throwing quarterback, more of a runner, kind of like the Huntley kid at Utah or at times last year, Khalil Tate for Arizona. Uh, he'll move well outside the pocket, but that defensive line for Miami, John Garvin, Gerald Willis, the transfer from Florida, uh, Jackson on the outside. They're doing an exceptional job. That'll be the big problem for Virginia, but I think Miami comes into this game. It's going to be a quiet atmosphere. I, I I think they could get picked off. Yeah, here's what I look at. I think low scoring. They played uh, a blue-collar Indiana team on the road. Uh, Virginia did lost 20-16 to 16 in the same type of, I want to say, mindset in that ballgame. I think you're going to see the same type of game plan. Lower scoring. Look for Jordan Ellis to get some carries, leading the team in rushing. I think it's a low-scoring game, but I still like Virginia here. And more importantly, I think Bronco Mendenhall starting to put his stamp on this team on the offense and defensive lines, Gabe. I don't have a feel for the total, but I really like the Cavaliers with the points and on the money line. Well, we saw Perry make some plays last week, but we also saw some erraticness uh, as well uh, from the quarterback position. It's tough to want to lay points in this spot on the road uh, with Miami and Bronco Mendelhall in his career has always been sort of a big game coach, especially as he's a great underdog. And you look at Virginia guys, 3-0 on their home field this year, also 3-0 against the spread on their home field this 3 year. 3-0, all of those wins, I looked at the same thing, by at least two touchdowns. Now, again, yeah. nobody the caliber of Miami, right. but they've been a much better team in Saturday Charlottesville. Saturday night, the stadium's going to be rocking uh, tonight. You know, I, I, I like teams that can run the ball, as you stated. If we fall behind, we've got problems, but... I don't think Miami's good enough to go on the road and pull away from anybody. I don't feel like they're elite. No, absolutely I think we're not. Finally, in agreement on a game, all of us. Absolutely yeah, not. Virginia. Yeah, we they're were close, on Virginia last year. Joe, they're close to elite defensively. Yes. I, I, yes. I think they're defensively. They're a top ten team. Offensively, 
Challenge. Top 40, top 30, Maybe. you know. So it's surprising, yeah. actually. Miami are 5 and 1 to the over on the season. Here's a big reason why. Look at the North Carolina game. Look at the North Carolina. Three defensive touchdowns. No, good point. It's not their offense. It's not their offense. I'm not saying they can't go over, but that's not really being driven by the offense. It's kind of a stumbly and clunky offense, and then there'll be a big play, right? They won't do anything. And, oh, 17-yard game. It's tough to trust uh, this team laying points Can I bring something up, too, that really just ticks me off in college football? I'd like your opinion before we go to a break. Why would you copy the turnover chain if you're anybody else? Turnover backpacks at Florida well, everybody's State. Everybody's got it. They it's got ridiculous. the ridiculous. They, they have everything. Let's leave it to Miami. Miami had a genius branding idea last year with the turnover chain. See, Why Boise would you State copy? have the throne? Yeah, well, everybody's got. I don't like it. Didn't somebody? Like it. Well, uh, Alabama had the chain, the actual chain, didn't they? Actually, Alabama had the actual. Was it? Was chain? it turnover related? Oh, yeah, it, it was. was. It was. Yeah. Everybody's doing it, but I, I think know. Whatever Miami happened in made the good theirs, old days. Miami like, bling theirs out, Southeast side. In our day, you know, growing up and stuff, it was cool. It was just, you know, Michigan and Ohio State made a big play. You got a sticker on your helmet. Yeah. yeah. You know I, I mean? like And the you can tell. You in still the love those stickers. Be, you, I remember being a kid and looking. Ooh, look at that guy. Look at all the stickers. Yeah, I remember seeing Chris Spielman. Yeah. Chris Spielman's helmet was covered. And you know the guy's a badass. You're like, that guy's a badass because look at all the stickers on his helmet. Yeah, well, when we come back, we'll be picking it up with Wisconsin and Michigan. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. A cha-cha ring right into week number seven. Love the music in this segment. Another classic SEC battle between Florida and Vanderbilt. Florida on the road in Nashville. They've dominated the Commodores, won four of the last five. What did he say? No music. I want to hear the the heavy metal version (laughs) of this song from Gabe Morenci. What do you think? A little bit of... Our new, heavy uh, metal infused cha cha. The new homicide uh, material should be ready in uh, probably like uh, mid to late November. Wow! So we'll, we could we uh, could use that as some bumps yeah, for the exactly. show. Yeah. Wake, wake people up with yeah. some yeah. Get, get them going in the morning. If I'm on the, we're not sure if I'm in the video yet. I got to be nice to Gabe, so we'll, we'll <laughs> see how that game plays out. <laughs> we'll see how that game plays out. But uh, Florida on the road against Vanderbilt. Florida's won four of the last five over the Commodores. Last year, they won this matchup by 14 points, but it was very close. Gabe and Rich were on Vanderbilt. They broke a long run, the Gators did, to cover that battle. I'm not sold on on Florida here, guys. Uh, Again, defensively, they're giving up 172 rushing yards per game. Kyle Shermer in that offense can move the football. 
got blasting game. I know they didn't play well against Georgia, but I'm taking the seven points with the Commodores here. Joe, I, I just think it's too low. I mean, I understand the possibility of the letdown after the big LSU win. Uh, they've got a lot coming up, a break, and then uh, the cocktail party against Georgia. I get that. This could be a, a potential trap game, but... I'm falling in love with that Florida defense. They're, They're getting well. more out of the offense. Defensively, you got Jagai Polite, uh, Jabari Zuniga on the outside. Voshawn Joseph, the linebacker, was terrific with 14 tackles last week against LSU. And they're beginning to run the ball. You mentioned it in the first hour, 215 yards against that vaunted LSU defense. So I like Florida, a little scared off to be giving points on the road, but it's one of my better bets of the day. I'll take the Gators. I just think the line is too low. I thought this would have been closer to two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know about the total. I could see a low-scoring game. I could see both quarterbacks lighting it up and this being in the 30s in this ballgame, Gabe. But for me, it does come down to – Vanderbilt 3-3, three and three, they have an opportunity to make a statement win. Derek Mason on the hot seat. And if they can get to four wins within the conference, I mean, again, they might not win this game, but I see them losing three, four points in this battle. You know, Vanderbilt seem to be a, have been a little bit overmatched, though, when they're playing these big-time Power 5 uh, schools this year. They just don't have enough firepower to get over the top. It's a tough spot. And, guys, you want to talk about live movement. We're seeing nine and a half right now. Wow. In this game, up to nine and a half. So it gets to 10, so basically, that's a critical you, number. For yeah, you. that's a nice, that's a key number at ten. But basically, if you're betting Florida, you need to win this game by ten points. I wouldn't be doing it coming off that emotional. Man, that was like a 12, 15 round old school boxing really match last week with LSU. Big game coming ahead. I think Mullen's just happy to get in and out of here with a win. I think they win by seven to ten points. Yeah, it's it's going to be close. We'll see how that game plays out. If Turnovers. I had to bet it, I would take Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, Vandy's best defensive player, Charles Wright, not expected yeah. to play. So in, in the the attempt to stop the run and that flood of backs that you have at Florida gets a little bit tougher without Wright in the middle. I mean, look, they've played 13-6, 9-7. Slightly different year? teams, though. I think, I know. I think Florida's heading in a different direction. And guys, right now. I'll be honest. I lost big money on this game last year with yeah, Vanderbilt. That was a tough game. That they was lost a tough by 14. Game. They were in it. The game was much closer. That's yeah, one thing was, I'll tell well, you. Was, uh, who, was, who was the back? Malik Davis, I think. 24 The he game was from the 50-yard line. Yeah. yeah, It was much closer than the final score indicated. Yeah, it was. It was game. an eight-and-a-half-point spread, I think, last year. Florida was... Uh, yeah, Nine-and-a-half, you're right. Yeah, right in the area. They were running out the clock. Yeah, yep. yep, exactly. Here's another battle. Again, I mean, if you think of Heisman Trophy, if Tua does sort of fail within one or two games, a guy that yeah, I really have to start considering for the hardware is Dwayne Haskins. I mean, 25 touchdown passes. They put a beat down on Indiana. Did not cover that ball game last week in the horseshoe. Won by 23 points. Now, here comes Minnesota. P.J. Fleck, an anemic offense in the Golden Gophers. They're catching 30 points. I like Minnesota here. Do you really? Not, not to win. Uh, let's be honest. Not to win. I want to take them so badly. I, I like Minnesota with the points. I just don't think... I think I, I think Ohio State wins by 28, but they still yeah. don't cover the 30. Yeah, I mean, we know how these big spreads go. We've seen it with Alabama. Certainly a possibility that they could uh, take their foot off the gas, bring in Tate Martell, Sid Haskins, and they win by 28. Yeah. I, the one thing I'll bring up with Minnesota is they look like they've begun to fade. The defense that in the first few weeks was solid, the running game with Rodney Smith, Smith is now out. The young quarterback, Anikstead, is starting to play a little more like a freshman. They showed a spark offensively last week, but then the defense gave up yeah. 48 to Iowa. So I think if you give up 48 to Iowa and that methodical offense – 
could be into the 50s for Ohio State. I think unless weather becomes a factor, I think Ohio State rolls offensively. Does Minnesota get a backdoor cover? It's possible. I just wouldn't bet on it Here's right now. the thing for the total, like Rich brought up. They can't get into a shootout with an offense that's averaging 201 rushing yards per game and over 300 with Haskins in this ballgame. Defensively, Minnesota's solid. They're giving up 196 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks and holding opposing offenses to 127 rushing yards on the ground. I still like Minnesota, but I lean more towards the under in this ballgame, Gabe. What's the number? Do you know? That I don't know. I, I think it's in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. 61. Yeah. 61. Yeah, I want to take, take under? Minnesota under? in this game. Can't do it. I'd rather, if I'm going to take a lot of points, I'd rather do it with a team like Missouri, even though it's against Alabama, because they can score. Because teams can throw the ball down the field. As you stated, you're betting on Minnesota here. You're just sort of hoping that Ohio State gets bored and doesn't cover the number. Yeah. Like, would it surprise you if this game was 42-3? No, 50-3, no. it wouldn't surprise you. Yeah, 50-6, That's why I would seven. stay away. I, if yeah, I, this, yeah. I would stay away unless you're looking at right. maybe points a, or possibly Ohio State because I, I think you are putting a wing in a prayer. Total, we're talking at 61. I would go under the number because I don't think Minnesota's going to score that much. Well, yeah. that's the thing, too. But here's the thing about Urban Meyer. You watch that two-lane game. He wants to cover each and every week. Yeah, you look at Saban. Yeah. You look at Saban on the flip side, right? He's got Nick. What are you yeah. doing? And there's you no need look, to cover Nick. Nick. There's no look ahead either for Ohio State. I look at their schedule. It's Cupcake City. They're on mm. Purdue next week, or they're playing Purdue. Whatever. Like, there's no real big game on horizon actually for Ohio State for a couple of weeks. Even. Big Ten from top to bottom started. I I thought that this was the year that we would see some of the bottom teams, or even though Illinois. Could be a lot better. better. Yeah, they, they play yeah, better. They're playing yeah. better. AJ but, Bush. But, yeah, but teams like Minnesota, Illinois Purdue, could be a live dog. Actually, a challenge. Yeah, to challenge Ohio against State, Purdue. You need to be better. Uh, again, to, to have that upset win, we have it in the SEC. Teams like Vanderbilt, they're blue collar, they're methodical. If their defense is on, they possibly could be in games. You just don't get that with Purdue. You don't get that with with teams like Minnesota. You know what you're seeing is the stratification of major conferences outside of maybe the Pac-12 and the Big 12, ACC, Big Ten, SEC. There's Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else. There's Ohio State. Maybe Penn State and Michigan and everybody else. The drop off continues to get more and more steep because every single December now and February, these guys are just loading up yeah. on blue chip talent. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Much to your point about about the top teams and everybody else, you still have teams like you look at Alabama last year. They went into Starkville, not a great uh, team in in Mississippi State, nine and four. Won that ball game thirty one to twenty four. They were at least challenged. Ohio State, outside of Michigan, like you mentioned, Penn State and maybe Michigan State, they don't get challenged by anybody else within the conference. They play a cupcake schedule for the most part. They play TCU this year. They're, they're big out of conference games. The best team. Yeah, and you look, Michigan goes to Notre Dame. They don't play Iowa this no, year. No, I don't, I don't know. The, the schedule in the Big Ten's whacked. Uh, trust me, as a Michigan fan, I, I, I often wonder, how is it that we play everybody every year? It's like Wisconsin every two years doesn't play anybody. It's 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 strange. Speaking of which, like the SEC, like Auburn and Tennessee, uh, they don't play very often either. Yeah. You know, Georgia and LSU. I don't understand how how do, how the hell do you guys not play in five years? You got you got fourteen team conferences. It's hard to to yeah. match these guys up. I know, you know? but there's, there's common themes here. A game that people asked us about earlier, and we just quickly to get to this one. I brought up Matt Campbell earlier. Right. West Virginia hasn't lost a game. A lot of people they were sort of a trendy team. West Virginia. I don't know how good they are. I tend to think 
you know, that the cup is more half um, empty than full when it comes to West Virginia. Normally, this is the time of the year. I remember Geno Smith got drafted yeah. very high because Same West game. Virginia was 5-0, and 6-0. That was Texas Tech. When oh, they, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah, Texas it's a very similar Tech. situation. I don't know, man. It seems like once a year, Iowa State gets that big win upset. I think this could be the day today. Yeah, that, and this is, I heard Mark Lawrence talk about it. Uh, this is a big trend for teams in week number six. Here's the problem. And you know I've been on Iowa State over sure. the last couple of years. And, 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 and won consistently and, 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 with Iowa State. Quarterback too, right? Yeah, Purdy. I mean, stepped up with a 418-yard performance, four touchdowns in that battle. Here's the one thing about Iowa State. They're not running the football consistently. David Montgomery banged up. They're only averaging 99 rushing yards per game. But West Virginia's defense a lot better than people think. They're holding opposing offenses to 122 rushing yards per game. They jumped up early last year in Morgantown, 20-3, and held on for the 20-16 win. I just think they have the better quarterback, better wide receivers. And and let's be honest, we bring up uh, Justin Herbert in terms of number one draft pick. Yeah, I'll challenge that. I yes, agree with I you. Agree. No, I think Will Greer's got to be mentioned. I, I'm in not that saying mindset. Herbert's a slam dunk, right. number one. No. He's going to be in contention, but Will Greer has yeah. to be in contention as well. To the defensive point, which I agree, West Virginia, which never is yeah. great defensively, they have benefited from transfers. They got Kenny Bigelow from USC. They got Jabril Robinson from Clemson. So... Now they're getting a higher caliber of player. Bigelow is an interesting yeah. story. He actually was a high school team end of D- David Sills, right. the West Virginia wide receiver. And Bigelow had so many knee problems that USC was ready to retire. And Sills said, give it one more shot. And now he's been dominating this season. So West Virginia's got a little more might at the line of scrimmage. But I tell you, you know what? Jack Trice Stadium, tough oh. place to win hornet's at nest. night. It is a now, hornet's not nest. Not one of my best bets because I would never, no, no, I would but, never but, make but, this one of my best bets. But Gabe mentioned it. You know, and you've had success yeah. with Iowa State over the years. Matt Campbell as a dog coach is outstanding. Yeah. One of the better dog coaches in the country. Now they're getting very Tom Hermanish that nobody yeah. talks about. Yeah, very exactly. underrated. I mean, I could see him if, if if an SEC job comes up. I mean, I would oh, Campbell is Campbell is an ace young head coach. And he's a rising thing, too, star. What we were just talking about in terms of quality, top to bottom. The one conference where there's becoming more and more, I want to say, parity is in the Big Twelve. You have teams yeah. like Iowa State. Baylor, Texas Tech just beat TCU on Thursday night. So you're starting to close the gap from the top three down to the bottom. Which makes it more competitive and entertaining. Which is a great season. Now every week you never know who's going to strike the upset. Nobody really, though, when we talk about, we were talking about Notre Dame earlier, you talk about Georgia, you talk about these playoff contenders. People don't talk about West Virginia in in that same same way. This would be a big win for them, a big step. Yeah. You, you guys play. said great teams win on the road, yeah. and, and and this would be, I know it's Iowa State, we're yeah. not talking about... Tough place you know, to play. Tough place to play. You got the young quarterback, Purdy, who played well against Oklahoma State. Defensively, they have enough talent. Brian Peavy, one of the better corners in the, in the Big 12. So, interesting game for yeah. West Virginia. If they really want to be a Big 12 and possibly long-shot playoff contender, go win in Ames. Yeah, I don't know about the total here, because it could be a low-scoring game like it was last year, 20-16, to 16, but it also could be a shootout at the OK Corral with with Purdy and Will Greer turning it on uh, in Ames. I still like West Virginia. I think I think they win a 13-point victory, 13-17. to 17. I think it could be a 10-point game much of the way, but in the end, the speed of West Virginia as well, uh, I think to me, is the difference in this ballgame. We'll get to that uh, 12-20 kick. It's Rich's best bet. Duke at home against Georgia Tech. Uh, critical battle. Duke has owned the triple option seven and one over the, over the last eight games. They lost last year twenty one to sixteen to Army. 
I just like the way the triple option is playing with Taquan Marshall, a, a dominating road win over Louisville. Not one of my best selections, but I like the Yellow Jackets later. Yeah, I, I love Duke today. I instantly looked at this game and, and saw a couple of trends that, that jumped out for me. Uh, number one, David Cutcliffe has covered four straight times against Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech, so he's had the Yellow Jackets number I mentioned earlier in the show against the triple option. So Army earlier this year, Georgia Tech, Seven and one against the spread over the last five years. That's David Cutcliffe. They have outstanding linebackers. Joe Giles Harris, a kid from upstate New York, and Ben Humphreys. And offensively, Georgia Tech has no defense whatsoever, no pass rush. Offensively, Daniel Jones had broken his collarbone earlier in the season, came back a little bit too early against Virginia Tech, did not play well. He is an NFL caliber quarterback. I think he shows it today. I think Duke... Joey double digits. I think Duke Blue Devils <laughs> win by double digits today on the road, on the flats in Atlanta. That's my Joey best bet of the day. Digits. It's all about the double digits. Yeah. I do the morning show now with Michelle Serpico, who we call the uh, double D destroyer. There you go. Uh, double D well, yeah. double digits. You're not referring to double digits, though, are you? <laughs> no, well, yeah. you know, we, we could be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, She's one and zero. She beat up uh, Corey Parsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey tapped in like right, thirty-two t- seconds. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick games here at noon for the for the guys out there. Going to be betting on everything. We try to get every game. Yeah. You know, wouldn't be wouldn't be a college football today if we didn't bring our uh, boys up from Rutgers. So uh, Rutgers. Yeah, it's not not looking good I for these guys. I know, but I can't lay twenty four. I know. I am tempted. Can you lay no, I wanted to take Maryland? Rutgers, but I'm like, I, ah, can't. I can't do it. I know. I, it's I know. a Big Ten game. Maryland probably tattooed them now. This got brought up to me last night about Shiano coming back for Rutgers. I, I don't think he comes back. I mean, oh, I think he would though. Don't you think he wants a want head him? coach would job in the? I think they'd be silly not to. He they has, would the, take he him, has yeah. the secret it's not, sauce. Not that much controversy around him. He's yeah. just sort of this guy. I think they take him in a heartbeat. You yeah, think so? yeah. I think they roll out the red carpet. Um, Akron and Buffalo, Buffalo Bulls. I can't go against minus uh, eleven. Against my guy, right, Terry your boys, you're biased. Uh, yeah, I won't even. Rich. Let me ask Rich Sherman out only. <laughs> yeah, I would take Buffalo. Buffalo's rolling at this point. And, uh, Iowa, and Akron struggling Iowa, offensively. Indiana. Yeah, I like Iowa still. Indiana's I, getting me, three and a half now in their home field. Blue collar I would take team. Iowa as well. Yeah, yeah. A, Iowa had a nice win over Minnesota. I like the way they gave up a lot of points. I like the way that defense is playing though. Anthony Nelson up yes. front, AJ Epinesa, a guy, solid a guy's, defensive line. A game that I'm actually I like and we're going to give as one of our best bets uh, here, although I'm not a fan of seeing that 67% of the betting public are, are on them. I'm talking about Toledo. That's think, an intriguing Toledo game. out Eastern Michigan. I don't know if it's a trap, but it's come down. It was two and a half down. A that one line and a half. is lower than I thought. It is, and you now, Eastern Michigan don't have a home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be, what, 8,000 people there? You go into Ypsilanti, you'll be lucky to get out of there. I've with... been up there before, <laughs> and yeah, it's... Uh, my cousin played on the hockey team. So I know the campus. I know the situation. You look at Toledo. They lost to some good football. You know, they lost to Miami, yeah. and they were in a horrible situation playing Fresno. late at night at about yeah. 2 in the morning on their body clocks up there at Fresno. I think Toledo beat Eastern Michigan today, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I speed team versus a more methodical offense. Eastern Michigan played very well. They played well against San Diego State. Almost They've got played that well right. all year. Yeah, they really glass have. Is a, yeah. I like the They've way when grinding, they put in yeah. glass, too, the quarterback, the mobile quarterback. Use them in read options. We'll see how that game plays out. I still lean 
Toledo in that ball game. Let's talk about this one. It's a 2 o'clock kick. Southern Miss, North Texas. I like Southern Miss with the eight points here. I think they're a live road dog in that battle. I wonder if that's one of the games. Depends on the health of Mason Fine. Mason Fine hasn't been 100%. Yeah. You really need him to be. You need him to be uh, at, you know, the top of his game. He's a small kid, so if you yeah. bang him around, he could wind up on the sidelines. I really like what uh, Seth Luttrell has done. Southern Miss competed with Auburn a couple of weeks ago, they though. Did. You know, they so did. that's something to consider, here, guys. And I, I've been burnt uh, by this North Texas and their their explosive offense. They're a six under, and yeah, six unders, under. zero I, yep. overs this yep. year. Yep. It's, well, six, that's because they're a, they, inflated they, numbers all the time. Yeah, six, yep. It was six. What sixty nine against Arkansas. And they put up 61 in that ball. I got screwed so. against SMU. It was 74. They yeah. got to like 68 or yeah. something. Yeah. That, I'm glad you brought that up. 6 0 unders yeah. in North Texas. Well, we, yeah, 6 0 six and to the under. When we come back, we'll be giving our 12 o'clock best selections. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34 right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back on College Football Today, Joe Lisi, Ritz, Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci talking about all the top 25 action. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of you... Oh, that's the wrong one. Excuse me. The DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means that you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each and every week for NBA DFS contests that start next week. We told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizers. We told you about the subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands. The ones taking down tournaments like Colin Drew winning hundreds of thousands and how DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong. You are at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com and click Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. I'm going to start winning today when I... When you I, won a lot last week. You want to keep a, winning? You're going to be piggish well, if you keep Michigan winning. that Michigan State game started my day very uh, Yeah, but then I think you were terrible. unbeaten after that. Yeah, after that, that Utah game at night against Stanford was uh, was the cherry on top. Mm. Gotta you win by by the Utah Utes. I mean, and they're starting that to pack Pac-12 after South, last Joe, that Pac-12 South is wide open. Wide open. That's why Colorado USC is going to really tell us a yeah, lot that, about who's We're going to get into that. I know, yeah, you know, and when I looked at that game with USC, I said, 
do I make this a bet? And I, I said, well, I need USC to win, so I'm just going to root it in yeah. for, for that battle. We'll see. I mean, they're coming out of a bye week. JT Daniels ne- now needs to start playing like he's the Gatorade player. Of and, the I, year. and I like true freshman quarterbacks coming out of a bye. I think yeah. I think those two weeks are as valuable for a true freshman quarterback as it is for anyone else on the yeah. field. We saw Tua do it last year in the national championship game. Speaking of Tua, 18 touchdown passes, no interceptions, guys, completing 75% of the Five incompletions. That's incredible. Think about that. He has 18 touchdown 56 passes. Six points per game. So 18 touchdown passes, 25 incompletions on the season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they're laying a huge number tonight in Tuscaloosa. Let's keep in mind. I'm leaning Nick's with Mizzou plus the point I'm because I think they can backdoor I'm this. With you. I'm with Nick you. Saban chewed out the defense this week. He because... also chewed out the boot, uh, the fans, the kids yeah, who are not doesn't? showing he chewed up. Chewed out Maria Taylor. <laughs> who 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 uh, who hasn't right? <laughs> um, so he's he's been on the war path. I don't know. Maybe this is the week actually that the defense does show up a little bit. But I'm still betting the over. And uh, Missouri's. I mean, they're gonna score 55. Look, they're getting in the 65 ranges now, right? They yeah. might get in the 60-plus points tonight. The game's going over. I'm betting the over. Yeah, I don't know about the over. Every, I like Joe, every Alabama game this year has sailed over the number with the exception yeah. of one, and that was against Mississippi, and it was 66-3. It, it wouldn't shock me if Alabama dominated like they did two years ago against Ole Miss uh, last year, 66-3 at home. I mean, I could see that happening. Here's the one stat that I talked about in the break. Since 2016, Alabama's 20-1 and against SEC opponents. Their only loss last year on the road against Auburn. They've won those 20 games by 27.9 points per game. Spread tonight, Rich, is 28. I still think Drew Locke has enough in the tank. They're averaging 200 rushing yards per game, passing for 318. Alabama wins, but Missouri's mm-hmm. able to keep it within the number. Yeah, I mean, listen, Alabama's lost the last three against the spread, so it wouldn't be a shocker. To, to the Drew Locke point, a fine quarterback, but System. against Power 5 opponents, career, 20 touchdown passes, 26 interceptions. Yeah. 20 and 26 ratio against Power 5 opponents. So he might throw a couple of TDs, but I think he's going to put a couple in the the midsection of Alabama defenders that they take the other way. And, you know, Gabe touched on one of the things that, that struck me. If I had to bet this game, and I never like having to lay four touchdowns, I would probably take Alabama solely because of what Gabe said, which is Nick is really annoyed at his defense. Those Those big numbers that they're putting up, I think they're going to be aggressive for four quarters. They I think did Saban, lose Trayvon Diggs, though. Yes, who was, uh, and Dig, Diggs, the defensive, defensive back. player for yes. them. I know Alabama is next man up, so I'm not going to overreact, but we are talking about one of their yep. better defenders. And Arkansas put up 233 passing yards with Ty Story. I mean, he's not uh, an all-world quarterback. And I agree with you about Drew Locke. I think he's a system guy. When he started two years ago, he only completely completed 54% of his passes. He's gotten better this year, but again, he's more of a, he needs time. If you get into his face, you could disrupt him. Now, that's been the M.O. for, uh, for Missouri. Only four sacks allowed heading into this ballgame, but they haven't faced a defensive last, front. Last week was a really unique situation in that weather. It was our yeah. boy Scarnecchia. Yeah. Scarnecchia. Scarnecchia actually played pretty hey, well. First of that all, kid that is kid. accurate. Did you use every yeah. pass? A little slow getting out there, but it's accurate. I was watching that game here at Versa at the, at, on my phone. Now, I picked South Carolina in that ballgame. I'm watching Missouri. 57 yard. I thought it was raining out in that ball game. It was a monsoon. The kid it was nails pouring. A, he nails a 57 yard field goal, and, and it had room to spare. Dude, it was one of those weird games where, with the weather, 
Every time Missouri would get the ball, it would start raining. And every time Skarnecki <laughs> hit the ball, the sun would come out. It was like bizarro world. Well, when I had South Carolina, I noticed that. I was like, man, every time I look up, Locke's like in the rain. It's like blowing sideways in his face. And then suddenly, like, South Carolina hit the ball and it stopped. It was one of those games the football gods just sort of pushed. Well, I was going to say, are you, are you suggesting uh, God is a Gamecock fan? No. No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't think God's a football fan, but if he was, I guarantee you he's not a Gamecock fan. Well, well, here's the thing about, I mean, Drew Luck. We Will talk- Muscamp probably thinks he is, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of fans in yeah. South Carolina. Too. I don't think he's a number one draft pick in any capacity, although the draft experts uh, are really. Well, he's a first him. round pick. Is For he? sure. I'm not even convinced that. of that. I don't oh, know I'll, about that. I'll, I'll, yeah, that's a guarantee. You would bet that. Okay. Oh, guaranteed. Well, he- Here's, here's he'll the be, thing. He'll be top 10, top 14. He might. Listen, once you get to the combine and that whole yeah. process, things can change. He's a of little course. short, though. He's not. He's six only one? About six one. Yeah. So he really needs to be like a Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield. And I, 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 I think I, you're underestimating. I, dude, he's the second quarter. Herbert's, no, I know he is. Herbert's seem to have taken over the realm right yeah, now. Yeah, I would go Greer. I, I would go. I Herbert, would take Greer, Greer. also. Yeah. And we I, I talked like about Greer. Finley, actually. Finley, and, uh, and people Finley, that the mainstream don't talk about, the kid at NC State. Here's the thing. I mean, if you're a quarterback on the next level, you do not want to turn the football over. Drew Locke, look at last week, right in uh, pick six to, uh, yep. to to spurn that matchup on the road. I mean, you cannot make critical errors, especially against Alabama's defense. But yeah, wasn't that pick? Wasn't it a tip ball? Wasn't yeah. it rainy? And sort of the ball was bouncing yeah. around. It was a weird game last week. I hope week. he comes through tonight. He, uh, and in I'm terms betting of, the over. I'm, I'm not going to get in front of Alabama. I'm going to take the Drew Locke over first half of the first round. I think he goes beyond the first half of the first round. I'm going to take that we'll over have time to break it down. We'll, yeah, we'll never uh, remember you know, that we even uh, said this, this. This might come as a surprise <laughs> to you, but sports books actually uh, yeah. accept bets on uh, the NFL on the draft. NFL draft. Well, I here's the it. thing too. Uh, when you talk about pass rush, now four sacks allowed for Missouri. Georgia entering this ball game against LSU only only has six total sacks. So uh, yeah. you could you look at that yeah. matchup against Georgia and say, well, they faced a defensive front. Georgia's not generating. No, pass I agree. Rush either uh, so. with the exception of DeAndre Walker, mm-hmm. who's who's putting pressure on opposing exactly. backfields that, right now. If Burrow has time. We'll see. I mean, that's the matchup to see play out later. But again, to to the point facing Alabama, we know Alabama generates pass rush each and every week. They'll be bringing the blitz. I see on the outside. Where I get nervous is I think you're gambling on the back yeah. cover, and it's happened. So it certainly can happen. But I wouldn't want to put my money gambling on the yeah. fact that Missouri gets a late touchdown, especially with Nick now getting a little bit annoyed that his defense is giving up so many points. I agree with you. We'll turn our attention to that Big 12 battle. Texas with a marquee win over Oklahoma, jumped up by 21 points, held on for the three-point win, outright cover over Oklahoma and Kyler Murray. Now they face a hot bail team that did get the 37-31 win over Kansas State. Did not cover that four-and-a-half-point spread last week in Waco. But I really like the way this Baylor team is playing now. I think this is a bad spot for the Bears' defense. They're giving up around 194 rushing yards per game. I look for Watson and Ellinger to get going. I still like Texas to cover this number later. Yeah, we're in agreement. I, I like Texas. Um, they've traditionally done well after the Red River rivalry. Uh, 18 of the last 20 games they have won. But they haven't covered all of those games. I, I would be inclined to take Baylor in the points in this game. I like Charlie Brewer. Uh, like what Matt Rule is doing. Little by little, he's getting closer to being in contention for a bowl game. But
But Texas, I'm just blown away with the recovery from that week one yeah. loss to, to Maryland. Defense is playing exceptionally well. Sam Ellinger coming into his own. Very poised, very mature kid. I don't think this is a playoff team. I don't think they have elite talent right now. But if they could just continue to grind along, pick up wins, that's a great sign for Tom Herman in Austin. Yeah, now I'll say this about Baylor. They were one of my surprise teams. I think they strike an upset along the way. It's not today, but I think they're going to be the Iowa State like they were last year. I could see this team at 6-6. Six and six. I love Brewer. And you got to lean to the over here, Gabe, in this matchup. Even though Texas has won three of the last five by 12.6 points per game, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring out, uh, affair in Austin later today. I agree. I cashed the number last week, and there was some hesitation with the over in the Oklahoma game and the Red River uh, shootout. People, oh, I don't know. There's going to be defense. I tell you what, though, Herman's done a great job, and you talked about it, Rich. After the opening loss to Maryland, you figure, oh, boy, here we go. He always talked about not having a signature win. He's getting his signature wins. He gets the TCU win. He gets the Oklahoma win. We all know about Tom Herman and how good he is. He's legendary ATS as an underdog. But do we want to be laying uh, 14 points? No. I think Baylor's a live dog in this game, actually. Yeah. It's just a mo- I think it's tough for Texas to match the intensity that they've been playing with. Playing against TCU, playing against USC. Oklahoma. They might yeah. just think, ah, it's Baylor. They're not they, yeah. they're the same team as they were. Give me Baylor plus the points. Yeah, it's a good play. We'll see that. That's a 3.30 kick. We're about eight minutes away from our 12 o'clock games. My best bet for 12 o'clock is the Tennessee Volunteers. It's at 14 and a half, 15. Wow. I like the Volunteers in that matchup. I think they keep that game very close. Uh, Joe, I like Tennessee as well. Not one of my best bets. I actually have three at 12 o'clock. So today's either going to start off miserably or, or well. Uh, <laughs> depending on how these teams perform. I'm going to take Florida. I'm going to gamble on the fact that there isn't a letdown. I think they're far superior to Vanderbilt. I thought this line would have been around 13. I think it's close to half that right now. So I think the Florida defense, the ability to run the ball, not just with one back, but with multiple backs. I like Florida. I love Duke. This is my best bet of the day. I think they go in and ransack Georgia Tech. I think you're going to see the offense that we saw back in September. And defensively, they have the secret sauce, David Cutcliffe and those linebackers, to stop the triple option. They'll slow down Taquan Marshall and Georgia Tech. And finally, my my final one at 12 o'clock is, uh, is Boston College. I know weather's going to be an issue. Uh, Louisville has packed it in. I mean, I think this season is over. This is a bad matchup for Louisville, more of a finesse team. They don't have the physicality to keep up with that offensive line. I don't care if A.J. Dillon plays. They have a young kid by the name of Ben Glines. Ran well last week, kid from Cincinnati, 6'2", 220 pounds. He's not A.J. Dillon, but he looks an awful lot like him, so I like Boston College to cover. You know, I've got a piece of this game as well, and I like the over at 61.5. It's down to 57 right now because of the rain, uh, but I'm not going to be scared off. I'm going to go over the number, Louisville and Boston College. I'm going to take the Toledo Rockets, and there's been some uh, there's been some line movement in this game. It's actually down to 1.5 right now, so you might as well just uh, money line Toledo. Troy and Liberty is not a noon game, but it's an early game, so we'll throw this at you. Uh, Liberty can't stop anybody. Troy's got an explosive offense. I don't care who the quarterback is. There's going to be points in this football game. I think Liberty are actually a live home dog here getting the double-digit points. And then we got Pittsburgh and Notre Dame, which is sort of in between. I think that game starts at 2, 2.30 or so. I'm going over the number, Pitt-Notre Dame, over 54. And uh, we've got the late games uh, on the board up here with the Oregon Ducks, plus 3.5, Missouri-Alabama, over 75. Iowa State Cyclones getting points on their home field. Hawaii. Let's just hope the real Cole McDonald is the one uh, playing tonight. And um, you know what? I like Colorado, uh, actually. I like uh, Colorado Buffaloes. 
I know they've lost 12 straight uh, to the Trojans, but um, I like the Colorado Buffaloes in this spot, you're, plus seven. You're against Uncle yeah, Rich in that yeah. matchup. We're but... going to be like two Buffaloes button heads because I, I love <laughs> USC. 0-12 Buffaloes against I'm USC aware. by 20.8 points per game. We'll get into that game. Kentucky were also 0-31 I against agree Florida. with you. I, it's not, I need USC to win. I picked them, I picked them to win the Pac-12. They were so. Colorado. They've been very comfortable up there in Boulder for the last three weeks. They haven't been on the road uh, in about a month. Steven Montez playing very well, and he's another quarterback as well. We talk about Greer. We he's going to get in the mix. Her. Yeah, he's going to get in the mix I'm a big McIntyre well. fan. I think yeah. the guy's a solid coach. Yep. Yeah, quickly, Big 12 battle between Greer and uh, Purdy in Ames, Iowa. I love West Virginia here. Not one of my better selections, but I do think they get a double-digit win over the Yeah, Cyclones. I wanted to put a bow on this game. We talked about it a little bit. I, I like Iowa State. When you have a chance to take Iowa State in a spotlight game against a ranked, unbeaten opponent, getting points, I have to take Matt Campbell and the Cyclones. I think this will be a close game like last year. What was it, 20-16 to 16, 20 you to said? 16. Four-point game. I think it'll be that yeah. kind of game with more points. Now, you got Brock Purdy, the young quarterback. Can he bring it in a first-time start? Maybe, maybe not, but you still have Zeb yeah. Nolan coming off the bench. You do. So you have the and opportunity. Kemp is there, but he's not Not available. going to play. But, play. but one quick thing before I turn it over to Gabe for his pick is, Iowa State, Campbell and that staff have done a good job with no. quarterbacks. Excellent. Very well. I mean, you know, Kemp was a cast-off from Oregon State. Yeah. He came in, and he, and he upsets Oklahoma last yeah. year. Purdy comes in as a rookie, and he upsets Oklahoma State last week. So they're doing a really nice job of, of uh, coaching up quarterbacks, and Ames at night will be Point an absolute – yep, no question yeah. about and, it. And Nolan got the victory on the road in Baylor last year uh, to, to spell Kemp. They get so, their quarterbacks yeah. ready at Iowa State. He's, he coaches that talent up, so I couldn't agree more – I just think it's a bad spot, but again, we'll see how that game plays out. You're taking the over, or you're taking West Virginia? I'm, no, I'm taking Iowa State. Oh, you are? And um, yeah, I'm taking Iowa State. Uh oh. I've said it like 10 times today. <laughs> Matt Campbell plus the points. Matt Campbell, are you taking the over? No, okay. I'm taking Iowa State. Uh, <laughs> That's number them. 11, by the way, if you're keeping yeah. count. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm taking Iowa State. Yeah, That's number You're 12. worse than the people in the I chat. What are your best bets? I don't know. I've, I've given I have 10 ADD. times. I zoned out. I'm aware. I'm aware. After you said what I do have, time. though, another money line parlay. I already played this. I played on Thursday night. I got Auburn to win the game on the money line. I got Penn State to win the game on the money line and Michigan to win the game on the money line. It's minus 137. I'm going to throw out Minnesota. I like them at 12 o'clock. I'm going to take, the, really? 30. I'm gonna take the 30 and a half now. I mean, to me, it's, Ball, it's ballsy. 30, it is ballsy. 30, I, I just think, listen. I think listen, Ohio like, State's going to get up at least gonna, 49. He's going to step on their throat if they jump up early. Yeah. Again, I just think, again, if they lose this ball game. 61 30. I, I don't know if they'll score. Mid- 30. Yeah, I don't know if Minnesota's going to. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't know. They probably won't cover. To me, this looks like a 50. They're going to have to run the football. 51 to 17 kind of game. Haskins on the sidelines and just hope that you can get into a low the leap of game. faith pick. Yeah. I, I would take it. I would take And I like Pitt. I'll, I'll say this. I have thoughts of Shady McCoy back in that game years ago. Oh, I don't like that one. I like Pittsburgh plus the 21 and a half. Again, I know. I, I think Andy goes for the jugular at this point. They might, but I still, this is, again, I was shocked that Pittsburgh got that win against Syracuse yeah. last week. Yeah. But again, uh, uh, this is another game where on the road. Do you think they're turning the corner a little? Barely, under Narduzzi. Barely, I just think that they're, they're, they're just they're, peeking around yeah, the corner. Yeah, we'll okay. see. When we come back, we'll pick it up with Michigan and Wisconsin. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34 right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. 